Listen to the best podcast about drumming. The Drum Shuffle Podcast with Jamie Eads. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 31, Oklahoma State. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook. You know, are you still on Facebook? Me too. So follow the podcast on Facebook. There's a podcast page. Hit the blue thumb. Find it. Follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. Didn't it feel like in this game, if you watch the Oklahoma State game, WVU lost this one 85-77. Didn't Oklahoma State kind of give you a WVU with Kanate impression? <laughs> we got Kanate'd. They have a young guy that's super tall, good at blocking shots, and he blocked a lot. He blocked a lot of shots against WVU. And Oklahoma State needed all those blocks because West Virginia played a pretty good offensive game, made lots of threes, got more rebounds than Oklahoma State. The differences were Oklahoma State's blocks. And West Virginia, while they didn't have an obscene amount of turnovers, turned it over enough to lose. <laughs> and just in inopportune times. Again, different team. Different team than the sadness of late January, early February. We tied the game. We were down eight at halftime, we being WVU. Tied the game up at 66-all with nine minutes to play. So we're in it, we being them. (laughs) And then here's what happens. WVU, Haley drives, and Haley was good again this game, drives down the right side. Three Cowboys around him. No foul. Turnover. Didn't lead the points. Oklahoma State got two chances at three-pointers and missed them. West Virginia comes back down. Get a Chase Harler three in the corner that probably was blocked or it was a bad air ball. That turned into a run-out layup for Oklahoma State. WVU comes back down. Lamont West misses a three, and their Kanate impression for Oklahoma State made 
a layup dunk. <laughs> he was trying to dunk, but in the score sheet, it looks like a layup. And so at that point, West Virginia's down five. They cut it down a little bit more, but that was the game. If, if West Virginia could have got one of those baskets to go up, maybe they get some momentum, steal a game in Stillwater. They do not steal a game in Stillwater. <laughs> it's a little wordplay there. And West Virginia loses. So, Derek Culver, all of our starting five was great. As far as offensively, defense gave up 85 points. Offensively, we're not stuck in the 50s anymore. McKay, 4 of 8 from 3. Lamont West, 5 of 11 for 3. Culver shot over 50%. Haley, he's 6 of 9. He scored 16 points. It was the quietest 16 points. But he made a lot of shots in the second half when West Virginia was getting back into it. But Derek Culver finished the regular season with... His final matchup, 16 points, 21 rebounds. Wow. Played a lot. <laughs> and the announcers were talking about it. He looks gassed. And West Virginia and, and Bob Huggins not comfortable with the go-to-Andrew-Gordon, go-to-Logan route. Other than Culver can't play 40 minutes. He's not there yet. But he finishes the season, Derek Culver, second team Big 12, Unanimous all-freshman team loses out to freshman of the year to the tall guy from Texas. But his stat line for regular season, 12 points, 10 rebounds as an average. So he averages a double-double as a freshman. So to give you some comparison points, highest freshman scoring average since Jonathan Hargett. <laughs> Back in 0102. Hargett. Now this guy, and I've I've talked about him in a negative, uh, in a negative light. You could say that, but when you go on Basketball Reference and look at Hargett's season, and he averaged about 15 points a game. He did it on 30% shooting. <laughs> so it's the opposite of efficient and. 29% from three. Jonathan Hargett, in 2002, before the game has really changed to shoot a lot of threes, Hargett, the trendsetter, he was averaging eight threes a game and made 29% of those threes, which is, which is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing in a bad way. Just to give you perspective on that, now this is about Culver, but it's fascinating about Jonathan Hargett. His average of eight threes a game, that's more than, like, think about guys in the last 20 years that's played for WVU that you think of as three point shooters. Pitsnoggle. Hargett <laughs> averaged more threes than Pitsnoggle, who shot over 40%. Alex Ruoff. Hargett shot average more threes. Frank Young in the NIT championship season. John Hargett shot more threes than him. So, like, uh, I just remember it was the most, like, this year has been frustrating, and there's been a lot of things that's that's been a part of this frustrating stew that we've ate all year with 
changes in the roster, uh, injuries, just weird stuff. But that season, there wasn't a lot of injuries in 0102. <laughs> it was just Jonathan Hargett out there making three of every ten shots, shooting the most for the team, and shooting eight threes, of which he wasn't good at shooting threes. So that's that's definitely more frustrating. But anyways, back to Culver. Highest freshman scoring average since Hargett. Highest freshman rebounding average. you got to go back to 1974. And Warren Baker, the guy who calls the AT&T Sportsnet the non-conference games, that guy averaged over 16 rebounds a game in his freshman season in 1974. But second place by average on that list, Derek Culver. Amazing. And there's been a, a lot of good freshman seasons in the Beeline and Huggins era. And Culver's been better than most of those. I mean, the closest you get stat line-wise is the freshman year of Devin Ebanks, where he averaged 11.8 rebounds. Pitt Snoggle in the first Beeline year, 12 points, 5 rebounds. Deshaun Butler, 10 points, 4 rebounds in the last Beeline season. And Derek Culver's out here as a freshman getting a double-double. So that's promising and what I've talked about. If they're going to be bad, let's see glimpses of the future. And you see McCabe, a couple of flashy moments where he it ended up as a turnover and he got pulled by Huggins. But overall, taking care of the ball. Haley, he did not shoot 20 times this game, but definitely picked his spots to be aggressive. And so progress there. Culver... He had a great evening, or great, what, 4 o'clock, great evening. And Lamont West making a good percentage of his threes. So the only thing you worry about is defense for the starting five. Matthews had a great game. I haven't even said anything about Matthews. He was strong with his, with his performance, getting offensive rebounds and putbacks getting in the lane, getting stronger, getting confident. So those are all good things. So bad without hope is the worst. Being bad with hope is something that you can live with. And so we'll see if they can win a game in the Big 12 tournament or two. Or zero, and then we're done with this season and we can and we can look to a, a brighter future. Hot take alert. This WVU team, the basketball team, will not be 10th place in the league next year. Going out on a limb. It's only getting better from here, baby. They're not going two years in a row last place. Mark it down. Random thoughts coming up. Life is like Woody's goodies. You never know what you're going to get. Unless you go to the Facebook page. They show what's going to be in the store on Facebook. 
the day before it opens. Life is like, life is like what is goodies in St. Albans and Marmette, West Virginia. You never know what you're gonna get. Life is like Woody's goodies. New inventory every time you go in the store. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Another guy is not on the team. This time by his own choosing. Beetle Bolden leaves the team. He was not on the bench during the Iowa State game. And that was kind of peculiar, but also hard to keep track of Kanate and Bolden. Maybe he was getting, you know, I just I just left it as maybe he's getting therapy in the back or somewhere watching the game while it's happening. And he may have been watching the game, but he has decided he does not want to be on the WVU basketball team anymore. So he played 18 games this year. He was healthy for zero of those games, unfortunately. All sorts of different things going on physically. Hand ligaments, sprained ankle, high ankle sprain is what kept him out the latter end of the season. Elbow, just lots of different things. But he graduates in May. He's he's graduating WVU in May. Thus, he'll be able to join another team with one year of eligibility left and not have to sit out a season. And so, we're going to miss Beetle Bolden. He, for his career, averaged almost 40% from three. So definitely will be remembered for his three-point shot. The 40% three-point shooting career, that's third all-time behind Chris Leonard and Kevin Pitsnoggle. Beetle for his time at WVU, mostly a role player. Guy that comes off the bench. Played that role well last season. And was a starter some this season, but... Had a hard time staying on the floor, getting foul trouble. So Huggins played him off the bench. He was suspended a game this year for getting the practice too late or getting to game day too late. A guy that I've been saying this season acted like he wanted to be the man. Wanted to take on the leader role of this team. And it never happened. Never happened. Uh, takes a lot of charges. I wouldn't say he's good on defense, but he took a lot of charges in his career at WVU, so that speaks to his toughness. And so for me, my fi- my favorite Beatle game was the first game of the year against Buffalo to show you his toughness. He scored 21 points in that game, four assists, couldn't finish the game because he had full body cramps. Have you had a cramp before? And if I've talked about this, I apologize. But like a leg cramp is bad enough. A bad leg cramp. I don't even understand full body cramps. But that's how hard Beetle Bolden was going 
in the season opener. And almost got WVU a win at home against what we thought was a pretty good team at the time. Buffalo has been in the top 25 pretty much all season. So that would have been a good win. It would have been maybe the best win of the year if West Virginia beats Buffalo on opening night. But we'll miss Beetle. And so that's three guys as of right now that were on the team this year that's not going to be on the team next year. Ahmad was going to graduate anyways, but Harris and Bolden out. To be determined, a bunch of guys. I think we cannot be surprised by any name we hear about after the season is over saying that they want to transfer out or move on. I'm sorry. Do not be attached to anybody. And we'll wish them well on their future endeavors, but cannot be shocked <laughs> in a in a last place Big 12 season and Huggins saying how soft this team is, even after the guys have been kicked off the team, saying this is one of the softest teams he's ever had. And they're recruiting outside of the number of scholarships they have available currently. So changes are going to ha- more changes are happening, and we've already lost three players. Only one starter from that Buffalo game is still on the team. Well, two, but one is still starting. Lamont West started the Buffalo game, and he started the Oklahoma State game. Bolden, Kanate, and Ahmad are three starters in the Buffalo game that to various degrees are either not on the team or have not been with the team. And Chase Harler started the year, and now he's in a backup role. So the starting five now... Has that first year beeline feel where it's all new guys and Lamont West? Back in 02 and 03, it was all beeline guys and Drew Shafino. So, some similarities there, and that team in a couple of years was in the Elite Eight. So, hope for the future. But again, Beetle Bolden, thank you for your time here at WVU. And we wish you well in your future endeavors. Final thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Call or text them 304-767-4445. Find them on the internet, dyerprime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Find them on Instagram or Facebook at Dyer Prime. Hey, you want to deal on custom t-shirts? Dyer Prime still has the promotion till the end of this month, March. 50 shirts with a custom design. Pick a color besides white. You can get 50 shirts, $300. 50 white t-shirts with your custom design made by Dyer Prime I'm not kidding around here. Get this deal now. Contact Dyer Prime.
Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Daylight Savings Time. Am I wrong? Get out of here, Daylight Savings Time. Wednesday starts the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City, Missouri. West Virginia is the 10th ranked team. They are the second game of the Big 12 Tournament. The first game is TCU versus Oklahoma State in the 8-9 matchup. The 7-10 matchup, Oklahoma versus WVU. So that game is scheduled to start at at 9. It's going to be later. ESPNU. Oklahoma was one of the four teams WVU beat in the conference schedule this year. Oklahoma beat WVU here recently in Oklahoma. This game's in Kansas City. So... History has said this year, West Virginia can beat, (laughs) who'd they beat? They beat St. Joseph's in that early tournament. Monmouth. Gave it to Monmouth. Outside of that, not a lot of victories away from Morgantown. So, the season says that this is a loss and that's the end of the year. However, West Virginia has nothing to lose. They're not in a bubble watch. You know, will they get picked to be in the NCAA tournament if they don't win the conference tournament? No. Definitively no. They have to win the conference tournament. And if they don't, then they're out. And so that can be freeing. And it has happened in a major tournament, in a major conference, where a lower-ranked team with not a great regular season puts together four games in a row and wins a conference tournament. It's possible. WVU's not doing that. But it's possible. But they're not doing that. But they could win this one. Oklahoma... Should make the NCAAs. They'd feel much better if they won this one. So they do have a little bit to play for. It gives a little bit of scrutiny to their resume. If they have two losses to a. What would be 13 win WVU team. So. We'll see. It's going to happen. But that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Radio Public, Breaker, Podbean, CastBox. Subscribe, rate, review. Do all those things. I appreciate it ahead of time. Until the first round of the Big 12 Tournament. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2018-19 season. 12 wins, 19 losses.